2: Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham, joined this evening by Matt Knight. Hello. And Jay Cross. Hello. As um, we are going to do, going forward, we're streaming this live on Amply.fi forward slash Guitar Nerds. Thanks for joining us if you are just one of the regular uh, podcast listeners, Um, but also thanks for joining us if you're watching this live. Um, Yeah, Amply.fi forward slash Guitar Nerds is where you can find this Tuesday night's Every Tuesday night at eight thirty from now
3: on. Um, how's it going, everyone? Good, night, thanks. Huh? How's things? Yeah, all right. I've had well, I say I've had no guitar stuff. I've had considerably less guitar stuff this weekend. Okay, I've lent it all to a friend's band who are doing recording. Um, so they've got uh, pretty much all of my amps and some of my guitars as well.
2: What what um, sort of
3: record are they making? <laughs> where they need your ridiculous setup? Well, they've actually, to be fair, he has got a Kemper, so I think he's probably just profiling it all okay. Just playing Okay, that there. makes sense. Yeah, so he's basically
2: st- all the amps that you put a load of money into. He's now stealing them. That's what yeah. mates do. Yeah, that's they lend that's, their that's, amps. That's, yeah, and they steal them. Um, yeah. so which band is it? What are they
3: recording? And what of your stuff have they got? They're um they're a band called um, what are they call Pandora Fox is their name. They're kind of like um. I suppose it's just like a rock. I don't really know how to describe it. Kind of like, sort of rock. I mean, the guy's like an amazing singer. I think that's like kind of one of the, the best things about it. He's like an amazing... And an amazing guitar player as well, like a three-piece. Okay. Um, but they, they're they actually building their own studios, um, which they record from, called Fort Badger Studios. Okay. In uh, Red a, Hill. That's a great studio name. Yeah. Um, but they've been building it up from scratch. So they've been buying loads of stuff, like really good high-end stuff. Um proper good uh, recording setup and <clears throat> whenever they get the chance, they, they obviously uh, profile everything with the Kemper. Um, but they've got loads of really good high-end mics and whenever they go to the studio, they use all the mics there. So, a lot of the profiles they're using, they're, they're micing up like four or five mics onto one amp. Cool. Um, because obviously the Kemper captures one direct in, but if you put several mics into one mixer and then feed that mix out into the Kemper gotcha, and then turn it up really loud, it obviously captures the amp at kind of its best. Yeah, Because that's the only only thing about the Kemper, is obviously it's got tone controls, but if you move the tone controls anyway, you're actually adding digital bass, middle, treble or gain.
2: Yes, because it's It's working from a bass sound.
3: Yeah, so it's physically captured a sound, and that's the sound it works from. So the only thing that's different is the output volume, which is the physical power out. Yes. So anything else that you change, you're digitally changing it so it's it's not real but the actual snapshot if you left everything as is and just controlled the volume it's like a like for like representation i suppose definitely um so yeah they're they're doing that and they're kind of running sort of multi-amps and i think it's good um for them because they run their own studio but they wanted to record somewhere else and i think they're using it as like a good experiment for kind of using a load of different gear that they wouldn't necessarily get a chance to use and kind of they take all the the stems and then they go and like mix it and master it and reamp it and things like that as well which is quite right cool so,
2: cool. so basically they are using your hard work and your gear collection to uh further their own
3: means well i mean someone's got to use it outside of my uh, my flat i suppose <laughs> no definitely
2: not that's what your gear is for right just using it at home yeah just using it at home i'm the bedroom
3: warrior I really uh, feel like
0: this is... Because, mate, there was, uh, there was that, a period of time where you were desperately trying to put together the un rig, and I kind of feel like this is... You know, well, this, this kind of goes against everything that you stood for.
3: Yeah, I know. Now, now it's been sort of gigged. Um, actually, funny enough, the guy in this band, he, he usually gigs an orange um, Rock of a 50, and it, and it broke down. He was like, oh, I don't know what to do. And another guy that I worked with was like, oh, I'll just take my micro dark, He's like, oh, I don't know if it'll if it'll be powerful enough. And he said, afterwards, every member of all the other bands was like, "Oh, your sound was just amazing." <laughs> it was a micro dark going straight into a PA. It's all
2: about the ninety nine pound uh, micro dark. I think that's that's the way to go. Yeah. Definitely.
3: It's- pretty
2: nuts worth mentioning tonight uh, by the way we didn't mention it at the start of the show uh, if you are watching on five uh, forward slash guitar nerds you can interact with us there's chat on the side there leave us any questions or comments or anything about the show this evening um, do get involved we've got a bunch of questions from the Facebook group um, but we are also taking them live um to the stream and we'll answer anything we can on the fly Just send us send us anything basically it's, uh, it's all good we can talk about anything tonight so um, so Matt anything else this week what else have you been up to um, apart, apart from not having any gear have you played anything at work or anything like that
3: that's uh, that's kind of caught your eye yeah so um, I've mentioned it on the Facebook group and I posted up a picture today so uh, Tuesday um, about uh, 88 pre-factory PRS that we've got in. Yes, and I'm, I saw that. I mean, I'm, I'm not the world's biggest sort of PRS fan but this one is actually particularly nice. So it, this one's like pre-factory. So before they kind of went to the main uh, Maryland factory and then obviously started more mass-producing instruments. Yep. So this is instrument number I think something like 4,070. Okay. So what So the- you think how many PRS they've built now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, to think that's the 4 4000th 4, instrument they've built yep. so it's 88 brazilian rosewood board you know pretty much hand built by a factory of probably like less than 20 people i, I think it was a pretty small factory at that point um everything's like hand signed and numbered in between uh, like underneath the pickups really uh yeah yes yeah, okay. so it's proper it's like really early and they're one of the few I'd say modern guitars that are really starting to kind of appreciate in value. Um, so if you kind of get 88, this is a non-custom, but if you bought like an earlier 87, 86 customs, they're going for about seven or $8,000 now. That's wow. crazy.
2: PRS, is a, um, PRS are a bit of a weird one because you kind of associate them with, you know, you buy them, they're an expensive guitar, but they tend not to really hold their value. Um, yeah. And that's why, you know, if we're talking to people about them, we kind of advise like, Definitely make the right choice because if you're thinking of getting something to try out and then sell it on for about the same money later on down the line, that's probably mm-hmm. not going to happen. Um, it's more that uh, yeah, you yeah you keep it basically. Yeah, um, but, but that's, at least, it's interesting yeah. that really old ones are starting to kind of pick up a little bit.
3: Yeah, I think they're just becoming a collectible thing. I think because they're more hands-on in terms of their build as well. So I think the, the earliest ones are probably like late '85. Yeah. '86. Uh, Um, And I did see there's a a guy in America, I think he runs Eddie Vegas guitars. Have you heard of them? They do some really weird like vintage guitars. I've not. He's got an 86 PRS-24 in magenta pearl, which is basically purple purple sparkle. Right. And that instrument, like, 1,050. So it's, like, really early on in that in the factory run and it's like $8,000. I was like, if I had $8,000, I would seriously consider buying that. Uh,
2: <laughs> I, I am not a huge PRS fan, I must admit, but a purple sparkle. What's it actually yeah.
3: called? Something magenta? It's magenta pearl, yeah. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I know, a color that you... I think the closest thing you get, cause I was actually speaking to the rep, I was like, oh, have you got anything in pink to let the PRS do anything in pink? And they actually do a color called Bonnie Pink. Right. Or something like that. And they had, uh, he had a Arch Top 22, so the Hollow Body 22 in pink, uh, in his, uh, like, car stock for shop sale. And I was like, ah, oh. get it's it. It's just because it's pink. Get it. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. any pink guitars, basically. Any pink guitars, send them my way. The way forward. The way forward. Um, anything else this week? Uh, anything else? Oh, I got my, un-guitar related, I got a Roland System 1M. So Oh, did you? Going modular. Oh, oh yeah, very Wait. cool. So the system one is
2: the system one originally was the keyboard that had the kind of modelling with the IRA
3: keyboard. So it had the ACB or analog circuit behaviour yes. modelling in it. So it was basically it was...
2: M- modeling individual circuit components through digital,
3: is that correct? Yeah, so it wasn't necessarily a modelling other synths. It was a synth in its own right, but a- modeling how Analog circuitry works, and that's the whole thing behind the whole range of IRA products—the the drum machine and, and everything. Yeah. Um, but it has the plug-out software, so you can download what they call the plug-out, and it turns it into another synthesizer. But what's cool about it is the plug-outs actually disengage some controls on the front panel so if that a synthesizer didn't originally have that control so if there was they disengage that okay. control from the front panel
2: so if it was like a two oscillator synth and there's three oscillator controls on the front the third one doesn't do anything yeah
3: right exactly. okay okay that's a cool um, thing so what's the what's the modular version so basically the modular version is no keyboard Okay. Um, so it's got MIDI in, so you can trigger notes from a MIDI keyboard or a sequencer. Um, but it's got loads of CV ins and outs, so you can hook it up to other modular gear, um, or you can basically, you know, send the LFO straight into the gate, and you can basically to get it to play itself effectively. Yep. So you can send a, a, a signal through itself. So kind of like you see people messing around with huge modular synths, and that's what you're doing. You're getting it to trigger a sound from in inside the oscillator and then just messing around with that so what's cool is is obviously you see huge modular synths people with loads of leads plugging things in and out and you're like where did i plug it all in the system one actually remembers what leads were plugged in so if you save a patch with loads of leads plugged in it remembers which leads were plugged in where so if you unplugged everything and i went oh no i really want to go back to that sound the patches remember where all the leads were plugged in but then what
2: does it have some indicator to tell you to plug them back in so
3: each each that yeah so each of the C V ins and outs have a little light around them. Okay. When you save the patch, those lights then stay remain remain lit up. So if you pull any of the wires out, you know exactly where to put them back in. Okay. Interesting. So it's a pretty it's a pretty clever bit of kit and um, one of the new plug outs is the system one hundred. So it's like one of the old synths they used to do, the original modular synth, and you can basically model that. So that's a cool bit of kit. I'm gonna try and work out how I can run a guitar through it basically. (laughs) <laughs> Always. It's, it it's got it's it's got like a mix in. It's got a, a like an envelope in. So in theory you could plug a guitar through it. Okay. So yeah.
2: you would use uh, the guitar velocity to trigger the synth patches essentially.
3: Yeah, I think you could you could do that. I mean what you could do is there's a great product by a company called Sonus called the G2M which is basically guitar to MIDI. Yes. And it does uh, guitar in, direct to monophonic MIDI out. Sure. Um, so if you play like notes into Sibelius or something like that, it'll it'll tab it out for you. But it also means you can go guitar straight into a, a monophonic synth, and you can trigger notes from synth. So in theory, yes, you could plug a guitar straight in. Cool. And they're like fifty quid, and it's just this tiny little box. That's yeah, yeah. Completely passive. So I I might actually just buy one and just see what happens. It's completely passive. Is it? Not doing- I think it's I think it's passive, or it might because there's definitely no. I'm sure there was no nine volt in it. Maybe there is. Maybe it runs on battery. Yeah, yeah. But, it surely it um, would have
2: to to do that type of kind of conversion
3: that it's doing. Yeah, potentially. I don't know. I don't. Unfortunately, I'm not that technical. No. But yeah. No. It's uh, that's that's a cool product though. That's I mean that's a good way for your guitar to interface with, like MIDI stuff, monophonically without the need for a special pickup.
0: Yeah yeah are you I, so matt this is actually pretty interesting i don't mean to uh, steal your thunder and jump no, in no, but no, please but, um, do i'm gonna do it um i i'm actually really interested in this because i um uh if you want to know what i did that was guitar related this week is it nothing uh no it's not well not completely but what i did do was i uh i had a friend staying over and um at one uh, for a couple of nights and he at one point he did say like oh what what have you bought anything cool recently and i i got down one of the one of the synths one of the the Roland boutique synths which i've not really used very much and um i just like i couldn't i couldn't like get it to work hugely like i I couldn't really get it to sound good and i couldn't get a huge amount of sound out of it so maybe you should bring can you bring your system one down because matt's gonna be with us this weekend i should add and um, we're gonna be doing some videos and stuff. So we do, are. do you reckon maybe you could bring it down or is it too is it another thing no, that you need can No, I could bring, bring down? it
3: down. It's it's quite small.
0: I think you should um, bring it down and we can maybe I'm plug actually, it into my boutiques.
3: I'm actually debating what guitar to bring down. Okay. Because the other thing that I did this week, although I haven't actually got it yet. Is in my quest for the the Esquire that I used to have, I bought one of those Seymour Duncan Billy Gibbons pickups. Did okay. you? And because, okay. And because my custom shop telly that the Red Spark one I've got now is basically exactly the same spec in terms of neck and body, I thought, well, I'm just going to fit that pickup to it. Nice. So back to back to the Esquire because you only need one pickup.
2: Could you possibly bring two guitars because some. Uh, pedals obviously suit a Les Paul and some suit a Telly.
3: Well, that's the thing. I think I might just have to try and really. I should buy one of those mono dual gig bags. You need a double 200, gig bag. Well, Two hundred quid for a double gig bag is. I, um...
0: I after after a a few weeks of uh, hassle and grief from. Uh, the present company, yeah. I actually did put my uh, telly and Les
2: Paul in for a setup, so I should have those back. Oh, cool! By this weekend, so we could maybe use your Les Paul, and if Matt, yeah. you bring down a telly, that's a pretty good selection for doing some videos, I think.
3: Yeah, cool. That sounds good. And if you did bring you your- drop it in? Did you drop it in with um, the usual? It, did you it, Drop it in with Graham. Or uh,
2: no, Graham was away.
3: So uh. there
2: we go. That's a shame. Um, Jay Cross, before we move on really to what you've been doing this week, um, yes. is there anything going on in the in the chat? You yes, are, you're hanging out in the chat while we record this. I am. Well, I'm doing my best. Yeah. Uh,
0: doing my best to to do both of these things. You need
2: to get a little iPod, uh, iPod, iPad keyboard. Yeah,
0: I was thinking that because that is one of the issues when you try and chat. Yeah, it does bring up the keyboard. Thing which, which blocks out most of the uh, <laughs> most of the screen of the
2: chat Yes, which okay. is yeah. So, so you can't see what you're responding to. No, not completely. Yeah. But
0: yes, we have we've got uh, we've got a few a few uh, people joining us in the uh, in the in the chat room. There, uh, we did have uh, Czech chap came in and said uh, that uh, Czech chap had to go because he had to go and buy a magnum from the all night garage from his wife for his wife. Uh, which I mean I think is completely fair enough. Yeah. Um, everybody needs
2: ice cream. Cornetto. Every time. Yeah. Sounds good.
0: Okay. Um, we've, we do actually have a question already. We've cool. Got a let's question. Do, well, let's Jump. do that. Let's do okay. that. And then we'll talk uh, about what um, you've been up to. Matt Mork uh, once says, uh, I want to buy a smallish portable combo amp. I need a pedal platform as my gain is usually on the floor. Do I just buy Blues Junior or maybe the Bass Breaker 15? I'd love a Morgan PR12, but they're significantly more expensive. Pedal platform. Uh, did it? What did he say our budget? Uh, no budget has been given, but presumably, if we're listing the price if we're listing Blues Junior and Bass Breaker, they're both what? For, for, uh, Bass Breaker 15 is what? Also 15. Uh, sorry, about.
3: Somewhere between 4 and 500 yeah, quid. Or 500 yeah, 4 500
2: quid. And then what's a the Morgan PR 12 going for? 15.9? Right. 1599? Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, considerably so more. About four to five hundred quid. Um what are we saying? So he said blues junior uh, did he say rule yeah, yeah, blues
0: junior? No, no, no. Do I just buy a blues junior or maybe a base breaker 15? I mean I've not I've not had a chance to plug
3: in any of the base breakers yet, Matty. What what are we saying on those? They, they are good. They're definitely not as clean yeah. as the other one, but um I know my boss did some videos on the fifteen and said it was just like one of the best amps he's ever plugged in. And I mean, you know, everyone kind of, the default is Blues Junior. You know, that's yeah. what most people go to yeah. because it kind of hits a price point. I think that's always a difficult thing. Like coming from a guitar point of view, I should probably say that most people go, I want a valve amp that's like 15 to 20 watts for like five to six or like four to 500 pounds. Yeah. And there basically isn't anything Apart from the Blues Junior, yeah, and the, the other the other one that's out on the market now, which is fantastic, but not valve driven, but I think it still sounds great. It's the Blues Cube Hot, yeah, definitely, um, definitely. Because you've got the direct, you've got headphone out, which is a massive plus, especially if you're playing at home um, and recording out via USB, which is fantastic. Um, and some of the Ignators now, um, which are kind of they do one called the tweaker which i think is around the same sort of money yeah they do a 15 watt uh, one called the tweaker which is 429 and that's basically a little bit more Marshally. but you've got different preamp styles and different power amp styles so if you kind of want to tweak your sound quite a lot that's quite a good option if you're just using like one pedal and you want the amp to do everything else that's also a really good option but blues junior especially for the clean side of things yeah that's
0: that was a that that's was a follow up question here from Matt saying, "How's the headroom on the bass breaker clean channel?" You know, <clears throat>
2: because yeah, that, that's the
0: thing. It, like you say, when you, when you've got a benchmark like the blues the Blues Junior, like it does give you that sound so perfectly that yeah, you know, ev- everyone else is kind of playing catch up or trying to do something different because they can't play catch up. And I think that's kind of what the blue what the Blues Breaker is doing. Yeah, um, yeah. and you know, something like the PR twelve as well is is it's not trying to just be a Blues Junior competitor because there's no point, you know. You, you can't beat the Blues
3: Junior. Well, yeah. I, yeah, I think really um, the closest the closest thing in terms of sound almost, apart from maybe a little bit of clean, is the is the Blues Cube. Yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. it's kind of one of the, the, the closest things. Definitely. But I mean, you know, if you could spend more, you're, you're into then sort of like Fender Princeton money, really, after that. And I suppose after a £1,000, you're kind of like... There's a it's, whole world of different things you can go, go anywhere. For. Yeah, yeah, definitely,
2: yeah. definitely. So, Jay Cross. Um, Hello. I hope that answers the question. Keep, coming, uh, keep them coming in on the chat. We need uh, as many of those as possible. Um, Jay Cross, what have you been up to this week? Well, I wasn't here last week, was I? You weren't. So you got two weeks' worth of stuff. Two weeks' worth of stuff.
0: Um, so, uh, yeah, I couldn't make it last week because I went to uh, London to see uh, this band Royal Headache yeah um who are um a uh, garage punk band from australia um who i absolutely love i think the um the australian punk scene at the moment is uh, like uh, they're just churning out so many good bands uh, over the last few years and yeah Royal Headacre, really really up there and um it was at the um it was at the Tufnell Park Dome which is somewhere that i had been to uh, once before and the sound was pretty good uh, Rawhead, I was a little bit disappointed because I I love Rawhead and you know it's always difficult when you are watching a band that you really really love and it isn't quite what you want it to be. Um, but they, you know, it's a pretty simple setup. They're just a garage band. The guitar player was, was playing a, a Rickenbacker 300 series into uh, into an AC30 or something, nice. um, and the bass player was just playing a jazz bass into um, a uh, just an Ampeg 810. And um, yeah, like it was really weird it, it what it really sounded like to me was, you know, you know when like the band has obviously shown up late and they've not really had time for a sound yeah, check. Yeah, yeah, yeah and i I think the opening act was uh just like a solo um electric guitar vocals uh okay. i did i didn't I didn't watch them we were in the pub, but good, like good choice it's you know, you can tell when the sound engineers haven't had a huge amount of time to make it sound good, yeah that was kind of the impression that I got. Um, and we were st- and it what I did find it quite interesting though because we were we stood right it was quite a, a, an interesting exercise in uh, sort of sound um, the way that the way that the sound travels in a room so like we were at the front the bass was clipping a bit but you know we were stood near the front and all we could hear was all we could hear was the bass Right. as soon as we moved to the back of the room like that's when the the that sort of rickenbacker. Uh, AC30 just like it just opened up like it, yeah, d- yeah. it couldn't penetrate the like the front part of the room but when you like move back and I just thought that was quite an interesting uh, experience to like to to see that in you know to see to feel that actually happen yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah so um, yeah that's that's I guess the main thing that I did this week um, just had a total I'm trying to t- continue in my my uh, complete clear out of everything, so that I can start again, again. Restart your guitar collection. That's basically. it. Yes. Yeah. 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 So uh, I had, a I tell you what, actually, um, one for one for you, Matt. I had a uh, a phone call from the uh, shop, which shall remain anonymous, that I have ordered my offset telly from. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, they just give me a quick call and just like, yeah, just wanted to let you know it's been delayed a little bit really sorry oh. uh no 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 but it was like <laughs> I, I he was really the, the the chap who called me was really apologetic really lovely great service great like was it matt night it wasn't Matt night actually oh, No, no. A I, I am
3: I am far too important <laughs> <laughs> but um when but was yeah. the
2: last time you picked up a phone matt
3: um today actually yeah right and i, I don't believe someone
2: you. a moore funky monkey
3: i don't believe they, you and, and they actually said they were very pleased with the service and i went ah oh, thanks very much oh that's cool that's nice um the other thing i was going to uh, quickly mention i don't know if it was if you guys saw it on facebook did you see the analog outfitters um, vibrato and reverb unit no made out of old hammond so there's basically a no. company called analog outfitters in america who basically buy old hammond units repurpose the vibrato and reverb into new head into new heads okay. for guitar effects and I... they are clear construction so you can see the vibrato and the reverb working inside
2: i listened to a podcast with this fella i think it was tone mob maybe spoke to him yeah. that's just clicked yeah that's um yeah he was talking about them actually and it sounds super cool and his, i mean part of his job is basically finding old hammonds that's like I mean, the biggest
3: part they sound it's called the scanner and it sounds so good so good. Cool. They're nineteen hundred dollars, but I mean, it's like a wooden, like looks like a normal guitar head. but It's wooden end cheeks, clear plastic top back and sides. Yeah, and then uh, you can actually see the vibrato mechanism working on the inside. Really? That's crazy. It looks that so awesome. good, and it's expression pedal controlled, so you can control the speed with an expression pedal. I was like, I want that, but you can't buy you can't buy them anywhere in the UK at right. the moment. So
2: right. Um. So, um, <coughs> have you got some more stuff from the um, from the chat, Jay? Is that what? You... Uh, no, no,
0: no, no. Okay. Keep you keep cool. keep on going. There's just uh, there's a few more people have joined us in here. So, yeah. what yeah, I was cool. going to
2: say? A um, couple things before we move on. Um, if you're watching on Amplify Live, um, there is now a facility to uh, leave us a little tip. So, if you like what you're seeing, um, you can drop us a little one pound, uh, one pound, one dollar tip, um, and that will help Jay see if it works. buy some more red wine or you know help us uh, mainly if you're leaving us tips we're going to do some stuff with this set and make it look a little bit nicer this what corner, are you trying to say
0: about my house corner
2: of Jay's living room my we're girlfriend gonna, sat right there and she just stared daggers down at you there we're going to just tart it up a little bit so uh, wait who are you talking about the room oh, ok right um, <laughs> so yeah anything that you, uh, you leave us there is was helpful also um, Jay you brought along some old Total Guitar I magazines did. to look yeah. through what I was thinking is how about we leave that for the patreon episode okay um and so on this week's patreon um we are going to talk about three total guitar magazines from 2003 and 2004 2004. yeah Um, i I found these back at my
0: uh I, i was back at my parents house this week uh this weekend again trying to want to like just continually uh try and declutter everything i found my sister's old saxophone oh nice um tempted to bring it home no, okay. no, 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 no. But if anyone wants to buy a saxophone, someone just donated a dollar. How about Wee. that? Thanks, uh, thanks Ed Go electro shop. Uh, what a what a great what a great start to the evening. What's it what's is?
3: the front cover in the middle on that one, Jay? Um, it, I tell you what, actually, it's really cool. It is. I'm trying to remember if I actually had, had one of them.
0: It's Brody Armstrong. Brody died. I had that now. episode. I did have that, uh, had,
3: had Epi- that episode. episode. That
0: that addition I had that um, that addition
3: yeah. that one i yeah. remember that one brody from the
0: uh from the distillers yeah. uh, i i totally forgot on the cover of that yeah so wasn't was- she
3: married to the guy from queens of the stone age Uh, Or is she married?
2: Yeah, and the fella from Rancid. Yeah, she was was married to... uh, So, um, we're going to talk about those later on in the Patreon episode. Patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. You can hear that there. um, And we'll talk about that a bit later on. I wanted to talk about what I've been doing this week. Oh, okay. Um, We got a (laughs) delivery um, of... uh, Well, we've had a few deliveries actually this week. um, But primarily, the one that's most exciting to me is the two-note LeClean guitar preamp. Now... For our uh, demo videos, we've been doing a lot of stuff where we use um Two Note, who are the manufacturer, Two Note's um speaker simulator with some preamps. Um so but we've been finding that the results kind of vary, it depends on what pedal you're using. So um Two Note actually produce a really nice valve driven guitar preamp called the Le Clean, part of the Le series. There's clean crunch and drive, is it Matt? uh clean crunch base and yeah i think there's a drive as well okay don't four isn't it don't tell joe branton there's a base one because he will want to buy one and the base
3: one's really really good yeah it's I, like a valve driven amp i
1: basically.
2: was actually reading some uh some stuff about it and yeah apparently it's very nice but so last night i sat down and um did a bit of kind of playing around with the leclean uh running into the torpedo cab which is the speaker simulator so these are both hardware boxes Obviously, you know, speaker simulators and um, guitar preamp modeling and stuff you can do in amp or you can do it uh, on a computer using software. Two Note makes some external boxes that are kind of designed for your pedal board. Um, and it was just really nice, really, really nice to have that flexibility and loads of controls. So the LeClean has two channels um, a clean and a, a real clean one that's really fendery. Uh, and a kind of drive one, but you can also have them kind of cascaded into each other, so you can have them both on at the same time. And the different controls, obviously, you know, the, you feed the clean channel into the drive channel. Um, but I was getting some great results, really nice. And what it mm. means is you can have that fendery front end if you want, so you get that nice, bright sparkle, um, and that kind of real zippy, kind of a tacky sound um but then if you run it into uh like one of the Marshall cabs in the torpedo cab you get a really nice mix um and i think when we do these pedal demos at the weekend they're going to they're actually going to sound really good like i said our, the results i think on our previous demos have kind of varied a little bit um i suppose we
3: can now model so if you're doing like a kind of hendrixy fuzz we can kind of plug it into like a marshall effectively yes. something that's kind of yeah going to sound a little bit more like uh more, more authentic you and just, do, yeah. just better in general. I think this. I'm really
2: happy with how this LaClean sounds. Um, and the combination of the two is really good. And the other thing is, it's a preamp pedal with an effects loop built in, so we can actually run delays and reverbs and modulations and stuff yeah. in the effects loop rather than in the front end. So we can right, use okay. them more how you would expect an to run an actual amp Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, super. I mean, I see you put everything through the front end. Yeah, it's I mean, you and me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd do that probably. Um,
3: yeah. It was funny actually. There was I saw someone on one of the ES8 groups talking about how they were trying to work out how they could run the LeClean into the effects loop of an amp, but also then use still try and use the preamp. Okay. So kind of try and work out a weird way with like four cable method.
2: Why would you uh, want to? Why would you want to use the LeClean... Oh, I guess because you, you might. You'd run you that want, into the power amp. You wouldn't yeah, use so it you as you wouldn't use it as an in the effects loop. You you just go straight into the effects yeah, return. Yeah, so you run like, you
3: just go straight into the return and kind of use that as the because if your amp's got a parallel effects loop, it doesn't necessarily take it out of the circuit, so you can still plug into the return and then use both. Yeah. So if you've got a really distorted amp, for example, like a high gain Marshall, you can actually use the, the clean as your clean sound. Yep and then go into the front end if you want to use the, the high gain preamp. So, I mean, that's another cool, a really cool way of doing it, I think. Definitely, um,
2: definitely. Yeah, I, I just was really impressed with the tones, and I think, it, like I said, it's going to improve our demo videos and stuff massively. And I think if mm. you're doing home recording or... Because the LeClean itself has got a speaker simulator built in, but I turned it off, obviously, because I was using the Torpedo cap, which is the better and more varied speaker simulator. Um but the, yeah, the LeClein, apparently the speaker simulation is really good. So if you, for example, want something that can sit on your pedal board and you use the preamp facility, but let's say your amp goes down, mm. you can use the speaker out from that. Going and to still, you could still rewire to have effects in the front end and in the effects Oh, right, loop, well. And then you could go straight into a, you know, a PA speaker or yeah, yeah, the yeah, mixer. Yeah. Um, so it's like a really good utility pedal wow. as well. How much are they? Mm. They're, what, 220 quid, something like that?
3: I think so. Um, so I,
2: guess, I think 219 is the. I'm, do you know what? I'm really usually very skeptical about pedals that've got a valve in it. Yeah. But having seen a load of demo stuff and heard what uh, Two Note say about this and knowing about their products in general, I kind of feel like if anyone's going to know how to integrate it properly, it's them because yeah. they've done mm. so much work on, you know, modeling and yeah. how to create these sounds it's not just like they've put a valve in and put a light bulb behind no, it no, no, that no, lights no. it up. I was really impressed, really yeah. impressed. And there's, so
3: there's, there is definitely four in the range, Le Clean, Le Crunch, Le Lead, Le Bass. Okay, cool.
2: Um, but- yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a bit weird to separate them out like that, but I guess to get the range of clean tones, you wouldn't want that bundled in with all the crunch sounds and all the drive sounds. And to be honest, you can get quite a good crunch sound off the Le Clean. If you bring in, bring in both those channels... And just drive them quite hard um, But keep the mm-hmm. volume usable um, You get a really decent crunch sound So yeah Very very impressive um, The other thing that I tried this week um, you People may have seen on Instagram I put up some pictures of the Kly Sonic Lucid Which is a fuzz pedal I believe made in Germany um, Which is a really weird fuzz Two knobs on it uh, I think it's volume and dynamics No volume and harmonics Mm. The further around you go, the more kind of broken it sounds. You know, on like... Like Z-Vex pedals. Or um, the voltage, when you control the voltage on a pedal. That seems... I haven't read up on it because it only just arrived the other day, so I need to do a bit of reading. But, um, yeah, it seems to be controlling the sag. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So all the way around to the left. So down, you get a really thick-sounding fuzz, but it's more just like a standard drive kind of sound. Um, but if you turn it all the way to the right-hand side, so all the way up. You get that real broken, 8-bitty kind of fuzz. Um, and they're not cheap. And I don't think they're handmade in Germany. Uh, Matt, you might be able to pull this information up if you've got the computer there in front of what you. What was the name of the... Um... The company is Klysonic, which is K-L-E-I-S Sonic. Klysonic? yeah Kleisonic. sonic Kly-sonic? like Sonic I, 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 I don't think the uh, inflection matters too no, much no not that much <laughs> um, but yeah it's called the Lucid Fuzz um, and they are really cool really cool spoke to the guys there they're obviously really proud of what they've created and stuff so um, yeah yeah.
3: 175 good. euros okay fine so what
2: is that uh, like, um, 100, 150 quid or something yeah 150 quid um, Some. how did you spell it Matt it is spelt
0: hold
3: on it's K- very weird K-L- spelling
2: E-I-S-S-O-N-I-C. Oh, no, I see. Okay, cool. So if you want to podcast listeners, if you're just listening to audio, that gives you an idea of what to go and search. But if you're watching right now and you're in the chat, you can just go and search from there. So, yeah, super cool. Uh, the Lucid Fuzz. Um, so, yeah, spent some time playing that last night, and uh, it was super cool. It's been a while since I've just sat down and played guitar. Like, we've been trying to set up this streaming thing and doing a load of stuff with guitar nerds and getting loads of pedals, like, delivered for review and things like that, but actually having time to sit down and play stuff, I don't get that much time at the moment because we're saying... So you give stuff. me grief over this. I know, but you've got no excuse. You don't do any work. I,
0: I've so. got plenty of excuses. I'm, I'm very popular. Indeed. Well, we'll see. I've got lots of wine to drink. Speaking of speaking of the wine, Hive 99, thanks very much. Uh, left us a comment saying, here's a tip, buy some more wine. Oh, there we go. That's I'll nice. do just that. Thank uh, you so much. That. If
2: you would like to continue uh, contribute to Jay's alcoholism,
1: Let's get this dinner party started.
2: Please leave us a tip uh, in the live stream right now. Listen, be we're here for nice. a good time, not for a long time. Indeed. Um, Shall we move on to some news? There's been quite a lot this week, because Summer and the approaching. There has been a lot of news, hasn't there? Do you want to do the news? Oh, do I have say? to do the... the uh, it's the news. Okay, is that the jingle when you're here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the news. It's the news. I... I Next week is the first Guitar Nerd's oh, podcast man, I'm where not. I'm not here. I'm off. Is with, it the on, first or the
3: second? It's I'm the sure first. One it's the
2: first Guitar Nerd's one without me here. We did one oh. other, which was when you did a podcast on your own back in the old days. Oh which, yeah, which that was, was interesting. It was cool. It was like an hour-long monologue. That was awesome. Um, yeah,
3: maybe I should go do a one-man stage show.
2: You should. Matt Knight and his pedals.
3: Matt Knight I reckon- to myself. World
0: of pedals. I, I reckon you should maybe like. Um, you know, you don't you don't really do anything on Mondays. I think you should just sit in front of Amplify all day
3: and just just
0: broadcast what you're doing. I saw
3: um, I saw actually uh, Ola England was doing some like he does like a live weekly Facebook thing now, and he sits on Facebook for probably like two or three hours. Wow, I mean that's what we're questions. doing. Yeah, that's what we do every week. Basically. And he's probably he's probably getting paid for it. Well, We're just doing no, it for the love, probably. man. No, he's just doing it on Facebook Live, actually. Oh, okay. Can you donate yeah. through Facebook Live? I I think can't.
2: Think so. oh. You can't. You can't. Right. But you could... Uh, so, maybe there's something to look forward to. Matt Matt Monday's on Amplify. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, maybe. We'll I'll, see. I'll be up for that. Anyway. Um, so, the news this week. There's yeah. a lot of it. So, yeah. let's rattle on through. Um, so, big announcement. A fairly big announcement ahead of N. Yeah. Epiphone have announced four new models. Yeah. Which they do periodically have yeah heard.
0: I mean I I'm, I don't know actually because I think most of the time because this is like quite a this to me is I hope the direction that the start moving in because what this is this is like a proper announcement it's yeah. not just oh uh, uh Les Paul special you can get it in blue now yeah 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 it's or, not or it's not it's not a signature model, which is the it's other. It's not thing a signature F3 model, and, it's, and mm-hmm. also they do they do a lot of you know they'll be like oh here's a limited model you know these are by the looks of things new models that are actually going to be uh, available for yeah you, know, you know I don't think they're limited I think they're just going into the catalogue and it's like quite a, a a well like well put together yeah. little release I think yeah.
2: so. I'm not sure about them not being limited. I think at least one of these, oh, really? which is the okay. first one, I think, is a limited edition. Okay. It's oh, literally I mean, it literally says say in some, the name.
0: It does say limited edition. Yeah, it yeah. literally says in the name. Yeah, which
2: are, which is a shame, because this one is probably the coolest of yeah, the four. Yeah, definitely. So, first up, the Epiphone limited edition, inspired by 1955 Les Paul Custom outfit. So, what this is, is a uh, Les Paul Custom um, in ebony, with two P90s, um, which... Would that have, is that a fifty-five guitar mat? Would that have been it, around?
3: Well, it would have technically had the El Nico pickup in the neck position. Okay. Um, but only Seymour Duncan make those now.
2: Ah, uh, yes, so this with the uh, the pickup that's got like the little bar shapes across the top. Yeah, which is and the, yeah. it's a
3: slightly bigger. Well, no, it's about the same size as a normal P ninety, but they're, they're expensive. So I can see why it would be an expensive thing to put in there. Yes. However, it does have um, an ebony fretboard does it okay interesting it's pretty amazing comes with a hard case as well okay so hard case uh epiphone no usa soap bar p90 pickups So the same ones i'll put in the juniors ebony fretboard solid mahogany body and that is a cool guitar it looks great
2: a- doesn't it so it's a, it's a regular custom spec so you've got triple ply binding back and front and mm-hmm. on the neck as well and yeah. around the headstock and nice inlays yeah. It, yeah it's a very impressive guitar that was the one that, out of these new guitars that
3: really stuck with me um, I would be very tempted for one of those myself yeah, actually Definitely, I think that would be the closest I'd ever get to a, a custom to a les-
2: yeah yeah or just to a Paul lesb- custom in general um, yeah
3: yeah they look I, um, I've always liked the 55, 54 I think yeah. they've yeah. always been Awesome P90s, awesome guitars.
2: P90s are the way, man. I, I was playing that at my Les Paul last night, the the junior that I've got, and it sounded so good. Yeah, just so much bite there, mm. and just loads of kind of clean, but it, you know, it's not thin like a Strat. Um, yeah, I think these these 55 yeah. Les Pauls are going to be
3: nice.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping that they. are reckon they'll be too about... limited, at least. You know, I I mean by that I mean I want to go and play one.
3: Yes, I reckon In- they'll be about what.
2: Six nine nine. Yeah, six, nine, probably nine? something like that. Six seven hundred quid. I'm not sure there's pricing yet. You might need to um to have a look at that. But
3: um, I think they're due. When are they due? Uh, July, I think.
2: Okay, what so there might do? be pricing. Let us know on that. We'll talk about the next guitar. So inspired by the resur well, not the resurgence, the rise of James Bay. Yeah. Is it? Who apparently the kids tell me is a singer songwriter. Which kids? Uh, just, Reddit you know, slash young. r slash guitars. Yes. No, I don't know. Um, people on forums and stuff. Right, I don't okay. really know who James Bay is, okay. but he's from Brighton, right? Is Where's, he? Yeah, apparently so. Oh, right. I yeah. didn't
0: know that. They went
3: to, did he go to BIM? He did go to BIM. He did go yeah. to BIM, yeah. Okay. yeah. He's a
0: I, BIM person. I don't, yeah, I don't know anything about him. What I do know about him is um, I saw a video of him um, playing like, I think he was maybe playing the uh, England f- men's football team, um like dinner pre euros okay. dinner or something Because uh, I saw a picture with him playing his guitar, and then Wayne Rooney standing there really awkward, singing into a mic oh, and gosh. then there was also a picture of Gary Neville playing a um like a hummingbird or something okay i and I just i kind of got the impression that like maybe James Bay's guitarist was like. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. You can. Just, just, you uh, can. Yeah. You can play. He's gonna break it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Uh, wasn't but... there? Was, was there ever? A, wasn't there a story? I don't remember if we ever mentioned it on Katano's before about Wayne Rooney and getting an epiphone. Careful where you go with this one, mate. Yeah, he's got powerful lawyers. <laughs> Is it an epiphone? It was, he got like um, I think his wife bought him like a Gibson three three five. Yeah. I know exactly what yes. you're saying. And got like Liam Gallagher or no, Noel well, Gallagher to
0: sign it. So what he actually he did—he like... bought. So he bought no. Uh, Colleen, his wife, bought uh, Noel Gallagher's uh, th- bought a three-five-five, I think, or a three-three-five. Bought bought one of them
2: off of uh, Noel Gallagher to give to Wayne Rooney as Is that a gift. True? I believe so. Wasn't it that she bought one of? I'm sure it was that she bought one of the Union Jack supernovas
0: no because from what i understand she bought a guitar off of noel gallagher and before he gave it to her he had it refinished in man city blue yeah and
2: then gave You're it right. to and, right. and then he opened it and it was like oh no yeah yeah that is amazing i'm pretty sure that's what happened anyway yeah. i'm into it i'm into it matt did you find out a price on that
3: 55. uh yeah they are 799. oh
2: wow okay so they're a bit more expensive than we thought but still
3: not a bad guitar for that kind of money yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. Um, I, I think that, that there's this like new sort of wave of Epiphones that are sort of like a little bit more money, but yeah. they're obviously like a much like higher spec than you'd normally get from kind of the basic standard. But a lot of Epiphones are going that way. There's yeah. a lot of Epiphones that are kind of will upgrade, and I think it's because there was too much of a gap between that and the basic.
2: Well, particularly like oh this goodness. next guitar, like in the Inspired by James Bay, uh, which is actually called the Inspired... I don't think it's called the Inspired it's not, by it's James called Bay by because it, probably because they haven't wanted to go and get the uh, get uh, any the image rights or stuff. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's, 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 called, it's called the Inspired by 1966 Century Archtop, which yeah. is the guitar that James Bay has kind of become known for playing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I was going to say. Epiphone are doing some great stuff in the hollow bodies because the gap between an Epiphone guitar... Uh, Four to seven hundred quid, and I mean, what is the cheap? What's the most low end Gibson hollow body at the moment? Well, one of the studios at uh, 14.99, I think.
0: Yeah,
3: uh, 339 studio, yeah, 12.99, 39. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, there's quite a jump there, so yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy um, money. Have you had a look at the inspired by 1966, Jeff? I, I had a look at the spec. It looks really cool. Um, and
0: the like, it, I, I, all I saw was the uh, the press release from Epiphone. So it's
2: a it's a slim body, um, yeah. no cutaway, single P90 yeah, in the neck. In the neck. Um, real kind of cool. It's got that same shape as the um, what was that? There's a famous Gibson uh, ES model that has
3: that, like a real early one. One two five.
2: Yeah, maybe one two five or one two yeah, one twenty. Yeah, yeah. Has that same body shape. One
3: twenty, which had two p. Uh, one twenty, because they did a one es one twenty, and then there was a one twenty t. Yeah, or any of them actually had a t prefects meant they were like a thin body yes um, but they were originally designed yeah they were always designed as like student guitars yeah like the cheap guitar that you would buy to, to learn on basically yeah which is which is
2: so funny because like... now they go for <laughs> ridiculous money actually those you can still get for a half decent price
3: you can get them under a
2: grand which right, okay, yeah, yeah. is pretty good yes. Really. yeah Um, Matty, have you got pricing on this uh, James Bay model or whatever it's called? I
3: think that is going to be the same price, if not slightly less, I think. Okay. Um, I did have it up and I've lost it. Uh, Yeah, those ones... I will get back to you on that. I okay, will find out. fine. But so, I think they're about the same sort of price. Two more
2: models they've announced. Uh, the Epiphone Paul Special VE Electric Guitar. Um, Jay, this is bound to become a kind of staple of guitar shops everywhere, isn't yeah. it? So this is the Paul uh, Special II, uh, which has always been Epiphone's kind of starter. as their equivalent of like a Squire Affinity. Yeah. Um, and they're finally doing it in some vintage finishes. Yeah. So uh, these are kind of like low lacquer... Um, what what they call worn finishes? Yeah. Um, in did we get a list of the colours? There's like a worn brown. I think there's like a cherry. Yeah. Um, there's probably a few others as well. But um, I think these are good because they're probably going to be cheaper than a regular um, Les Paul Special 2 I'd imagine that's how these worn models usually shake out. So, a kind of brilliant start a guitar really. Yeah, I think so. Um. We've got friends who have used them in a kind of professional capacity as well, special twos.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, a friend of ours bought one of those for no money and stuck a a JB, I think, yes. a single a JB into it, and is probably pl- I reckon he's probably played five hundred to a thousand shows. Yeah, with one of these guitars, you know, it, they are. It is that age old argument of whether it's worth. Buying a cheap guitar and doing it up with some cool hardware and some ex, you know, some better pickups, or whether it's the case of just you know spending that money on a on a proper not proper guitar but like a you know going and getting something that you don't have to upgrade, and um, you know it's both ways will always work, but these these Les Paul specials are such a great way to get into guitar because they are proper guitars that you can just swap the pickups out, Mm -hmm. swap the Swap the uh, the hardware over. You know, you do tend to find that sometimes the um, the machine heads on those can be a little bit clunky. That would be. I don't think they're grovers, are they?
2: No, they, well, they're they're know. like quite a cheap machine head. Like, that would be my. T- if you were wanting to get one of those guitars kind of road ready, that would be the two things like sort out the bridge pickup. If you're like us and pretty much only use the bridge pickup, and add some uh, decent machine heads as well because they're they're all pretty basic. Yeah. On there, so. Um, no, did you get a price on that? Um, uh, yeah, they're actually much
3: cheaper than I thought they were. Okay, uh, they're going to be four four nine. Oh wow! Century. Okay. And how about pricing on the uh, let's book Special VE? I can't find. I can't find much on the specials. So I think they're coming later in the year. Okay. Um, but the normal ones are like one eight nine, one nine nine. So I reckon these are just going to be over the hundred pound mark.
2: Yeah. So maybe like one four nine. Maybe they're looking for a yeah, guitar to compete not, with.
3: If not slightly less, I mean yep. the. Street US street price is
2: one hundred and forty nine dollars. Okay. Okay. So, um, so well, yeah. they, they could be fairly cheap then. In that they case. could be pretty cheap. Yeah. That's cool. Again, a really good way for uh, for Epiphone to kind of get younger kids and people who are new to it um, into it. I think that's um, mm. that's cool. So yeah. one one last new uh, Epiphone model, the Epiphone Les Paul Traditional Pro Two. Matt, this sounds like uh, a guitar that Gibson did a little while ago. Traditional Pro Twos. Um, yeah and it sounds like Epiphone have kind of got their own
3: spin on it what's the uh, what's the deal yeah well basically uh, what started off as a guitar center exclusive for Gibson in the States which made its way into Europe in limited numbers and then became like a fully fledged model um, for a while and the Epiphone one does has the same features so um, satin back and sides gloss top uh, 15 DB boost and then Epiphone, Alnico, Classic uh, Humbucker, and Pro Bucker. So, okay. Classic based on a Classic 57, and Pro Bucker based on a Burst Bucker Pro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, full active DB boost. So, it's a 9 volt battery in the back. Um, proper Grover machine heads. And they do all of the original colours they did before. So, it's like a black, um, like an iced tea an ocean blue which is a really really nice looking one a tobacco burst and a wine red the so um, great if you want like i said there's there's loads of Epiphones out at the moment are kind of like coil splits and and loads of extra switching options which is great because it gives people so many more options in the epiphone range and this is just a kind of another one to to add on to that the, the, <clears> uh, i've noticed that i was gonna say the, selling-
2: the ocean blue looks absolutely phenomenal on those yeah. that that's yeah. the one like I wouldn't usually go for a blue guitar, uh, particularly not a flame top one, but those look so good, like really yeah.
3: nice. Um, it's, well, the, the, the flames on those are a lot more subtle because so I don't think they're using like... That's the only thing. When you get guitars or cheaper guitars that have a flame top, sometimes because it's like a veneer, yeah. it, it can look a little bit almost fake because the, the piece of uh, maple is like so thin yeah, on top. But these ones, because it's like more of a plain top they look uh, much nicer
2: yeah yeah definitely definitely um, they look super cool let's do one more bit of news and then we'll take we'll see if there's any questions in the chat and if not mm-hmm. we'll do a couple of questions from the facebook group so uh, the thing i want to talk about was the empress reverb now empress are a company that we've um, dealt with on a couple of uh, couple of bits we've got a delay uh, competition actually coming up to win one of the empress delays which um, I haven't decided how we're going to do it yet. Maybe well, actually
0: some, someone in the uh, someone in the in the the chat group did just actually ask: Are you guys ever actually going to give away any of these pedals? Yeah, that we are talking about. We totally are. So we yeah, just do watch this space. It is going to happen.
2: We haven't got around to shooting a whole new round of videos yet. So I think that's the plan is to do that. Either maybe we could do it through Amplify. Yeah, I don't maybe know. maybe we'll do it this weekend or something. So. um... Yeah, we so we've been dealing with them. We really like that analog delay that we've got, or the tape delay, I think it's called. Um, and this reverb looks super cool. Matt, have you uh, done much digging into this?
3: Yeah, yeah, it looks uh, it looks amazing. And it was funny actually because it was I think it was only last week we were saying that how nothing has kind of taken away Dryman's kind of lead in the delay area and in sort of the reverb air with the big sky and you know even tides obviously do really well and things like that and yep. this is kind of a serious contender for that yeah taking all of the same sort of ideas and what makes it popular and kind of going you know, we're going to take our own sort of version on that so um digital reverb with i think 12 different uh 24 different algorithms Um 12 and then two some have multiple variations um Super high quality sound, uh, stereo in, stereo out. Uh, what I kind of like about this is one button dedicated for scrolling through presets. So there's yeah. only 32 presets rather than 300. Yeah, I mean, I, I I mean think. <laughs> a little bit easier to use, a little bit like yeah. more hands on. Yeah, I kind of think, do you necessarily need 300 presets? I, I do. Uh,
2: I mean, every track I do has at least 275 reverbs. So yeah, this exactly. pedal is just not
3: for me. I mean, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's like you find yourself with a couple, and then that's sort of it, really. Right? Yeah. So oh, I was certainly found anyway. So yeah, 35 presets, which can be easily selected with the um, with basically the foot switch. And then there's two modes. So you can scroll through banks and then use two buttons to go A or B, or you can actually physically scroll one by one. Buffered or true bypass. Cab sim, which is something they've obviously kind of... You know, I'm not saying they definitely took the idea but obviously the Big Sky has a similar thing so you can plug it straight into uh, an amp or you can plug it straight into a desk so obviously it's great for recording. The thing I do like is that the second output is isolated so if you run it in stereo you don't need any extra like phasing or uh, an isolation box or anything like that. You can run it in stereo and uh, yeah there's like external tap tempo, expression, uh, control voltage so you can hook it up to a modular synth or something like that. Uh, external input for um non guitar so you you can basically uh you know you can plug like other things into it as well and then they always come in those small boxes that it's it's i think probably like two thirds of the size of a big sky definitely definitely because those little tape delays are quite quite ditty yeah yeah, yeah I, I you know it's, reverb seems to be the kind of the effect of the moment. And, I mean, one of the algorithms is called beer, which I think is hilarious. I saw
2: that. That's one of the things in, that was in the press release. It was like, it's got a beer mode. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, this sounds fine. I, I'm into this. I don't really i like- imagine
3: that's reverb with loads of modulation. It probably makes you feel a bit sick. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think it'll be good. I mean, I've, I've always thought the Emperor stuff is, you know, super high quality. Yeah. And it's, it's difficult because... You see so many pedal boards. I mean, I follow so many different like pedal board groups and stuff on Facebook and everyone's got like a blue style or a big pedals, style, you know, and I think it's difficult because a lot of other companies are going well, and I think part of it is just because people buy it because other people have got them. Yeah. Oh, completely, and, totally. And, and you know, everyone gets swept up in that thing. And it was sort of like the Line 6 DL4. Everyone had a DL4 because someone else had one. They were yeah. like, oh, I've, I've got to get one. And it's just, so it's nice to see these companies are constantly like, you know, not bowing down to that, and sort of constantly trying to push themselves into you know what they can what they can do. Really, are
2: we being we're being asked in the chat uh, how much price? Yeah, is the is the the all important price. question, Matty. Um,
3: probably not
2: as much as a big sky. I'd, I'd imagine.
3: No, well they're four hundred and forty nine dollars. So, so probably they're probably going to be about four hundred. So they're only about three nine nine. probably going to be The same three, sort of money maybe a little bit drive. less. Um, yeah, I don't know if anyone, any of the UK dealers are actually listing them yet because I right. don't know how they've many only, the product they've is. They've only
2: just launched.
3: So what I like about this is that
2: combination of some really usable classic reverbs and some more out-there um, ambient stuff, which seems to be you know a big thing that people want um, at the moment, like everything's drenched in kind of ambient reverbs. and But it's also like being able to get all that of a, from a hands-on interface that offers you loads of control. I just think it, it seems to... It ticks all the boxes, really. And like you said, there's all the connectivity yeah. stuff, CV, um, and, yeah, kind of everything that you'd want from a, a
3: high-end, do-it-all reverb pedal. Yeah, I suppose it's, you know, it's definitely... Guitar pedal boards are definitely going back down the route of being... I suppose how we look at rack units now from like 20, 30 years ago, I think in 20, 30 years, we're going to go, can't believe we were using pedal boards like that when everything comes back, back around to other, like background to multi effects or or whatever. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, every pedal board I see now is just like, got. uh, it's a huge culture just to have like one guitar, but have like a hundred pedals and like loads of pedal boards, you know, rather than people collecting guitars. I think because pedals are ultimately in a sense more affordable totally like people would quite happily like every month spend a couple of hundred quid on a pedal and you think ah oh, people always go those guitars are too expensive but if you didn't buy anything for four months which i know is very difficult because i certainly feel that way you well, yeah, could uh, uh, you could buy I, an expensive guitar i was gonna say pedals are
2: more affordable unless you buy like multiple really expensive them. ones every month like you do matt and probably quite a lot of our listeners so yeah, yeah. Just, just bring it back to
0: Empress. One of the things that I really like about Empress, and uh, like I hadn't really realised this too much until they announced the Reverb, and I was like, oh, cool. It's just called the Reverb. Yeah, totally. And one of the things I really like about Empress is the fact that oh, do you want to get the buffer? Oh, it's called the buffer. Oh, you want to get the compressor? Oh, yeah, it's the Empress compressor. You know, all their pedals are just called. The, what it is the multi-drive oh, I mean I, in fairness I don't know what the nebulous is oh the nebulous is a is a multi effects. So you've got chorus vibrato and flange that on makes there. sense but then you've got para-eq phaser super delay takes. you know it's all simple stuff yeah like, yeah like they just seem like a real sort of clinical clean cut company that are just doing cool stuff in like easy like like just just they just work yeah yeah they just work and I, I know i harp on about it but you know for someone who really doesn't see a whole lot of value in stuff like um stuff like compressors and buffers emperor or who didn't see a huge amount the empress buffer just totally opened my eyes to what a buffer could do and could be and you know i'm never ever going to defend the fact that it is an incredibly boring uh such and such a boring thing to buy yeah but like they just make such a difference. Like, a real, real, I really recommend anybody who uses a lot of pedals tries one with their current setup because it makes such a difference. Yeah,
2: definitely. We talk about pedals that you can just leave on all the time and just improve your tone. The make good of a pedal, the Empress Buffer is like one of the ultimate examples Absolutely. of that. So, mm-hmm. um, should we do some uh, questions? We're we're up, we've done nearly an hour already, but I reckon I really, we can do 10 more minutes. I reckon we can keep going um, for a bit. So, yeah. um, let's. So we've got a question from in here If okay. you want to jump in with that Well I was going to say Let's just do one from the Facebook group Facebook.com forward yeah, sure. slash guitar nerds And if anyone I we've had
0: a few people uh, In the chat Just I think people are, are Joining us Through Amplify Which is oh, quite cool, cool. Yeah, People awesome. who didn't know about What it is exactly that we're doing um, So If you're a new listener Thanks very much for joining in This is uh, Something that we do Every week And have been doing In one sense or another For about three years And uh, we've been mates since before then And we just sort of did this Too long In basically. our free time beforehand So we started recording it So thanks very much for joining in um, Yeah There's a there's a question here from Oh sorry no Yeah you got on there I was going to say But someone did say like Oh what are the links So please hold
2: tight We go through all the links at the end You'll be able to keep up with yep, where we are Totally Totally So um, yeah if you've got questions And you're watching live right now um, Do put them in the chat right now And we'll get round to it But first off Let's take one quickly From the Facebook group uh, Robin says a few years ago I remember there was this range of funky Les Pauls bright colours P90s Geforce tuning guitars called the Futura range I really like them especially the purple one but when I asked my local guitar shop if I could try one there was a three months wait then they never came did anyone get to try one what happened to them Were they a lim- were they a limited run or just rubbish J Cross I think I can say
0: as someone who has no sort of real vested interest in uh, music retail, um, they weren't very good. They weren't very good guitar. Okay. I, I mean, I didn't like them. I didn't like them at all. They they, um, they did have... They were one of the first guitars that had the... Um, what became the uh, G-Force tuning uh, and at the time mm. was the Mini, Mini E-Tune. Tune.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, they... so And they, they had uh, very weird uh, like Firebird uh, machine heads. So... Oh, they you, did. You're yeah. right, yeah, so yeah. So you, if you were holding the guitar face on, the machine heads didn't stick out to the side because they stuck out from behind from behind the guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like...
2: They're called banjo
0: tuners. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. So, yeah, they had them, and it, so that, like, it looked very odd. And if I remember correctly, did the Futura have... Didn't have a P90 and a humbucker? Is that what it says in there? Uh,
2: yes, they had a P90 yeah. in the neck, the a, Sidewinder, I believe, yeah. and the... Uh, a humbucker or something. Yeah. maybe it was the Dirty Fingers. Uh, I, in think, the no, I think the no, dirty that fingers was the was in, seventh, in the
0: seventies tribute. One. Okay, so
3: basically, but it, actually, it, I think it wasn't, it wasn't. I was trying to work out which one it was. The Future Tribute. It was the, it was the Future Tribute, is what it was. The Future Tribute had the weird headstock. The Futura had the normal headstock. Oh, okay, right. So maybe um, the Future
0: Tribute took over from the Futura. Maybe. I think. Yeah,
3: but I f- it, think it all gets. No, worse. I think it was the other way around because the. Future Tribute was 2013. Yeah. And then in 2014, the Futura came out, and that was the 120th anniversary. So it had the 120 logo on the fretboard. Yeah. Which put loads of people off. It's hilarious, actually. I think this year is probably the first year that people have. I've not really heard anyone complain about <laughs> anything that Gibson have done. They've taken kind the first of pleased year, everyone. The first years
2: since two thousand and thirteen where there's been nothing to complain yeah. about. Yeah, they've actually yeah. done it right this year. So yeah. there was still twenty seventeen they could still mess it up again, so they've got another opportunity. But yeah, they were they were kind of weird guitars, but that was kind
0: of the point. You know, they came they didn't you couldn't buy one in a normal finish. They were all in like weird finishes. Plum um, insane. Plum I mean, insane champagne. Plum insane. Uh they, 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 they did like a silver one that was that was called like Champagne Invicta or something okay. like something very odd
3: like that. Um, I mean, if you wanted to try and get one secondhand, you could effectively try. You could try a Gibson fifties or sixties tribute, and I think it's effectively the same spec, right? Okay. Well, the knobs are slightly different. But it's the, uh, they're not P90 uh, and humbucker, right? They're just no the fifties yeah, tribute. This is what I don't get about the new run. The fifties tribute is humbucker. The sixties tribute is P90s. I would have thought it'd been the other way around. Yeah, yeah that weird. that was always a bit weird. Uh, I thought. Um, but you could try one or the other or both to get an idea of the sound. But it's very very sim- similar in terms of the actual neck feel and obviously how the body feels in terms of a satin yeah. finish.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we take a question from the uh, from the Amplify chat? Yes. Um, so, uh, Czech chap is back
0: okay, after cool. uh, hopefully bringing a Magnum for, from the garage for his for his, his wife. Uh, so hopefully that that went all, all well. Um, a callback to right at the start of the episode. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So Czech chap says to gouge or not to gouge. Does it hurt the value of my strat if I dig out some space for a humbucker or P
2: ninety? I. My thoughts on this are have a look under the scratch plate first because it depends what Strat you've got, but they might have what is called a swimming pool route, which is where um, guitars are, you know, particularly like the Mexican guitars, but also I think some of the cheaper American guitars are routed so they've got a big swimming pool uh, route down the centre that you can drop Mm -hmm. either humbuckers or single coils into. So, yeah, depending on your, um, your Strat, it might have a swimming pool route, in which case all you need to do is buy a new scratch plate um, if it isn't then I don't think it really harms the value of a guitar like
3: I suppose unless it's like, if it's done right uh, yeah. you can't see it so no one knows that's exactly what I was going to say um,
0: I guess it kind of depends on
3: how honest you are when it comes to selling it Yeah, I suppose the only thing I would say is that it does potentially affect it tonally a little bit just taking a little bit of that weight off can make it sound a bit bright in a,
0: in a Strat in a Strat or a Tele I don't think so I think ma- I maybe more so in a Les Paul, but even then, like you got to think about the the amount of the the amount of uh, body
2: that you'd be taking away is so negligible in comparison to the, yeah. the rest of the guitar. I think it depends what you're routing for. If you were to go and route a swimming pool route, that yeah, would probably okay. be a bad thing. Yeah, because I think those guitars do sound a little bit different. You can often you almost get like a hollow body guitar feel because the scratch plate is covering up that but is
0: that is that because uh you're used to playing those guitars in a shop environment where you can hear that or at home where you've got the that sort of sense of space and you've got that slight acoustic reverberation don't as know. opposed to if you're playing it live i don't think you sure, i don't think you sure. hear especially especially because of where the uh the routing is you know i think that having it in uh, that position, so in the middle of the guitar, where there 's not a huge amount of uh tonality coming from you know it 's not like where it 's not like you 're taking away a huge amount of mass by the bridge, um which I think does does play a huge part in the in the sound of the guitar yeah in that position there it 's sort of in the middle i don 't think it 's going to make a huge amount of odds.
2: Matt, have you got someone having an argument in your house? No,
3: that's uh, unfortunately in my uh, garden.
2: Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> um, anyway, so with that, um, well, what did we decide on that? Do we think to gouge or not to gouge? I, I mean, I would say... It, check, take the plate off first and check whether well, someone's yeah, already done Well, yeah, but also
0: it. it kind of depends on what guitar it is. You know, yeah. if it's, I, I would say that if you've got a 1956 Strat,
2: probably don't try and put exactly. a humbucker in there. If, if you've got a Mexican Standard Strat... Don't worry about Go it. Go with it. It'll yeah, be fine. Yeah. Totally, totally. Anyway, with that, we're well over our usual hour. Um, thanks for joining us, if you have done on the Amplify stream. If you've enjoyed the show, uh, there is the option there to leave a dollar tip. It helps us out a whole bunch. Like I said, we're going to try and keep improving the show every week. We're going to try and bring on guests, try and bring on some like visual stuff for when we are talking about things. Hopefully, we can start bringing up pictures of the gear that we're talking about um, or actually have it with us You know, if we've got something here. Down the line, eventually, maybe we could throw in some guitar playing. I don't know. That's a long way off. It's a long way off. Not, mm-hmm. na- not yet. Not
0: people, yet. Do people come here to listen?
2: To maybe guitar not. Playing? But maybe we could do like a separate stream. Maybe where... to dulcet tones. Yeah, maybe they? we could do a separate stream where we, you know, play some guitar afterwards yeah, or something. But, yeah, yeah. so if you've enjoyed the show, all the tips will help us do some cool things with this. And you know, we want to start going to like live shows and streaming from live shows. You know, live events and things like that. So yeah, anything will help. Um, if you want to hear some more of guitar nerd stuff, you can go over to Patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds where from as little as $5 a month you can um, get an extra half an hour of guitar nerds content every week we do a a separate podcast for our Patreon backers this week we're going to be talking about these guitar total uh, some old copies of Total Guitar and talking about what was cool and what was new in 2004 Um, from as little as $10 a month you can become one of our executive producers and have your name read out on the show like these people have Oh are you doing the beat? I'll time? do the beat. Okay and I'll read the names. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay, go. Uh... Andrew, Marco, Brad, Paige, Fark, Cross, Mark, Rice, Rob, Pierce, JD Short, David Carroll. Andy McKenzie, Eric Seary, Paul Corrigan, Jack, Godfrey, Jack, Conroy, Will, Clare, Scott O'Brien, Matt Quine, Fletch Fletcher, Phil Thompson, Laurie Anstis, Moograbbit, Colin Anderson. There we go. I hope you enjoyed that, uh, everyone. Um, it would leave, definitely. Whatever you thought of that, leave it in the YouTube comments if you're watching this on the catch-up. Because I hear those. That's the friendliest place on the internet for. Uh, yeah, people are really friendly in YouTube comments, especially sort of nerdy, um, sort of white fellas doing bad raps. Uh, of people's names, I hear that that goes down well in YouTube comments. So <laughs> did you yeah. see that
0: Harry Kane one?
2: The, no, oh man, we we'll talk bad. about that in the Patreon. Okay, right, so, sorry. Yeah, um, so uh, there was a few guys in the amplified chat asking for where they can find out more. Um, Facebook dot com forward slash guitar uh, for. No wait, Facebook dot com. How long have
0: we been doing this? I know
2: this is episode fifty nine. No, it's more than that. I 59, don't know, dude. Something like that. um facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum you can join our other forum regulars and chat about things that we've talked about in the show and share pictures of your gear and ask them questions and we'll be in there occasionally chatting along and sometimes we do videos uh, through facebook live videos and more live stuff for you to watch um, you can also join us on Twitter at Guitar Nerd's Instagram, where Matt is putting up loads of pretty pictures of stuff at Guitar Nerd's. Um, you can go to YouTube, YouTube.com forward slash Guitar Nerd's videos. If you're watching this on YouTube, remember to like and subscribe to the channel. Um, and you can follow us individually. I'm at Mark underscore Random on Twitter. Jay is at J A Y B N one, and Matt is at Matt underscore night seat. We haven't mentioned Joe at all this Joe week. Joe Branton is hosting the show next week, well, so well, maybe I'll it's do Best it. if we don't mention him now. Okay. Um, and one my- Anyone done with don't want anyone, anyone turning, yeah. Right, but the people gotcha. will probably turn off within the next five ten minutes. But you know, at least they will have clicked. Yeah, of course. yeah. So Joe Branton next week. If you are going to watch one episode of Guitar Nerd's, depending on what you want out of this, either make it the only one you watch or make it the only one you don't watch next week. Yeah. So anyway, um, we're going to go and record some Patreon stuff. Thanks for watching, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Cheers. gang. Bye. Bye.